0: What's the best site in India? The Taj Mahal? The Golden Temple? For Rintwa, it's his market stall. Some years ago, he lost his sight and then his job. I'm Lisa from Specsavers, and we help the Hope Foundation provide eye care in Kolkata. Rintwa was found to have cataracts. The charity performed surgery, which gave him his vision back. He regained confidence and returned to work. Find out how we're changing people's lives for the better at specsavers.ie. Hello, I'm Connor Faulkner, and this is Driving Life. Welcome to episode 26, where I get to sit down and chat with Kerry TD Michael Healy Ray. He's a great character, and while he and I have been pitched onto opposite sides on the radio often enough, he's very much a gentleman and he's good company. That said, he doesn't hold back when saying what he thinks about the Green Party. But before we pop round to him, I'd like to take a moment to say a big thank you to our sponsors, to Specsavers, to Doro Mobile Phones, and to Expressway Buses. They're very good to support us, so thanks very much. Don't forget to check out earlier episodes and other chats. It's all there on SeniorTimes.ie or wherever you get your podcasts. But now, let's pop round to Kildare Street and drop into the office of Kerry's Colourful TD. So Michael Healey Ray, good morning to you, hello. Hello O'Connor, nice to have you here this morning. It's a it's a lovely place to be. We're in the agriculture building uh, just, just down the road from the doll. Yes. Uh, and, and you're in the office. In fairness, you're a busy man these days. Well, look, I always say that from zero to 100, life is very, very short.
1: Yeah. I don't believe in wasting time. I think that it's nice to be productive in whatever way you can be. I don't like wasting time. Yeah. And when I say time, I mean... Whatever you do with your time, if it was only going for a walk, it, it doesn't have to be a change in the face of the world. Just doing something meaningful all the time because of the fact that our, our time on this earth is, is such... Um, Such a a, a very important thing. Uh, Like the way I always describe it is, we're going to run out of time before we run out of money.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're right about that, and and you're not a fella that's ever. I mean, even day to day life, you're not a fella that sits still. Literally, are you? Well,
1: no, no, no. Look, I, 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 like I say. My mother used to always said the worst thing you could ever do is be boring, you know. <laughs> and and like she was able to speak seven languages herself, and uh, she always believed in utilising your time. So I think that's very important. Y- your mother spoke seven languages. She did. She could re- she could read and and write Arabic. Which I believe That's is an achievement. Impressive, yeah. Yes, and what I used to always say to her was, uh, and and then you had a son that could barely write <laughs> his own name. Uh-huh. And, and when I say that, I'm actually not joking because I was, uh, well, I suppose I still am profoundly dyslexic, right? Oh right. And yeah. and I actually couldn't read or write. But but I did master it thanks to a nun, sister Regina, and uh, but let's put it this way: my early time in school was very very
0: difficult, quite simply because I couldn't read or yeah. write. And it wasn't as well understood at the time because oh, we, we know better now that a dyslexic kid is, is certainly still a smart kid.
1: Yes, and it's just your head operates in a different way but I mean if that was today you would have a special needs assistant or somebody with you to sort of to take you along and all that, which is great and which is right but that time
0: you didn't tend to you know you had to sort of rough it along yourself. So so, so, so your, your mother must have been an extraordinary woman then. Did she yes. learn this just for, for the love of it herself? Was she?
1: Yeah, well she she worked for the Syrian Consulate and I, um, I suppose maybe that's where the languages came into but I saw her in action. Uh, she was give three and maybe even four months of uh, the, we'll say of the last thirty years of her life in um, in Fungarola in uh, in Rome. Now you know two of a hotel there. She used to stay for three or four months, and she had a massive uh, selection of very close friends. But they were from all over Europe. They had been French, Italian, Germans. And um, I used to visit her occasionally when she'd be out there. And uh, it was amazing to be out with her of an evening and uh, to be sitting at a table and to hear, like she could be talking to me one minute and she'd be talking to me obviously in English. (laughs) Then she could turn to another group and she could be talking Italian. They'd be answering her in Italian. Then she could be talking Spanish. And, like, she could do this all, like, around the table. And, like, it was just no notice. And, uh, you know, I used to be laughing at it because, like I say... You know, it it, well, it it was just
0: unusual to see it. In, well, there you, you go. Know, which it, you, you, you you picked up the gene for talking, even if it's only in <laughs> yeah, the whole language. Yeah. And and of course, we know your everybody will know your father and the fact yeah. that you know big political family down there in South Kerry. Um, you've been in the Dáil representing South Kerry since two thousand and eleven. Two thousand and eleven. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um. So, are we in the whole period, or were you out and in again?
1: No, were, no. I was. I'm there since then, and I was. First of all, you see, I suppose I I started out. I was my father's director of elections for his election campaigns, working with a great team of people that I learned an awful lot from. And Um, he originally been Fianna Fáil. He was a a Fianna Fáil councillor for, um, I suppose, nearly 30 years and uh, before getting elected to the DAL as an independent in 1997. And like that, he worked very hard. Do um, you know, he, he came from a very small farm in Kilgarvin mm. uh, He went to America for a brief length of time, uh, was an agricultural contractor, uh, went into other machinery then, and uh, milk cows all his life as well. Right. And uh, do you know he Which was always
0: daily isn't it? Yes, he what, was
1: or? always on the go, and he was always busy. He was always productive, and um, he had a very friendly, um, outgoing way about him. He was mm. chairman of CULTUS. Uh, he 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 was just a doer, if you yeah. know what I mean by that.
0: Yeah. and famously, no more than Tony Gregory, he kind of got his chance at one stage, didn't he? He, he did. To do he
1: did, and he was able to deliver to people in Kerry in a way that was very meaningful and very important, and um, and he was always reliable. I suppose he wasn't what we'd call a flaky politician yeah. today. Um, I like being positive about everybody but you have to be factual too and you have to be truthful. We have an awful lot of politicians today, they get up in the morning, they're with the top of their finger, they go outside the door of their homes they see which way the wind is blowing (laughs) and whichever way the wind is blowing, that's the way they go. And we've seen that in referendums, we've seen it in points of principle where people might actually believe in something else,
0: but to be populist, they'd go with some other thing. And and there's a lot to be said for the politician who uh, you may totally disagree with but at least you can trust them to be consistent, you know. It's oh the yeah. To sticking there's
1: to there's people there's people inside in this house that um that I would have totally opposite uh, views to on many, many issues. Yeah. But like we get on great. Yeah. And 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 we get on fine because like I wouldn't dislike anybody because of their um because of their, their views. Hmm. But but what I don't like is I don't like a person that won't be truthful
0: about what they really
1: think. Yeah. You
0: know? And you're not subject to a party discipline. No. Uh, you know, you no, were part no. of the independent group even, where you were independent of the independent yeah,
1: group. Yeah, well, like I'm myself and um, Matty McGrath and others, we belong to a group called the Rural Independent Group. Hmm. But that group, you see, it's not as though we're joined at the heap. I suppose you'd call us a functioning group that come together because of the yeah. purposes of voting uh, rights so we call it's, it. It's a, it's a technical. It's group. a te- Yes, it's a technical group, but even at that, I suppose on the big issues we are aligned to each other. Yeah. In that we'd we'd fundamentally think the same, but like when there's a vote, it's we're free to vote whichever way we like on any issue. Yeah. And Matty McGrath yeah. is what we call our boss. But, like, we're we're not married to each other's views, which is great. Which is know? great,
0: yeah. And a, and, and a much freer position to be in than yes. somebody who has to toe the Shinfei yes. or the Finnegal or the whatever. Um, and you're, so you're banging the drum for South Kerry, and I, I know, because a lot of the people... Well, no, you see, it's after changing.
1: Before you were South and North Kerry, now mm. it's all of Kerry. And uh, because we became the one constituency, in the past you had three seats in the South, three seats in the North. Yeah. But now Kerry has changed, and it came from six... Uh, seats in the county to five but,
0: but uh, so you're representing all of the county. Right so and it, you know a lot of people would say you're representing all of rural Ireland because I know a lot of the people that I uh, know would be dubs Urban dubs, and uh, you know, if you mention Michael Healy Ray, I think there's respect there, but you know, there'll also be oh, this is the, the you know, this is the fellow wants to allow everybody to drink and drive, mm-hmm. uh, it, it wants, you know, wants to ignore climate change and keep all the privilege for, you know, and you see, but you see, the, a
1: lot of those things, it's like, hey, <laughs> I, I always laugh at this sort of a thing because, you know, and I'll be blunt about it because, you know, I like being factual yeah. about this like, there are people who would hate me. Right. And they would and I mean they'd hate me. But they'd hate me, but the truth is they never met me. Yeah. And if they met me and if they spoke to me And if they were to, to, like we'll say, because those two things that you just said, we'll Mm. say, I wanted to let people drink and drive. I would never, ever in my life have wanted anybody to drive a car uh, while being drunk or anything like that. I never in my life said, I always say that I accept fully uh, that there are issues to do with the climate and climate change that we have to work to, right? But what I'm saying is, some of the things we are doing in Ireland are absolutely crazy. Mm. It is fundamentally insane what, what, what government has done
0: to the people of Ireland with regard to climate change. And you're thinking particularly there about the farming sector, are you? Well, so I am, but, I,
1: but I'll give you a, a myriad of, of, of examples, and I'll keep them short and concise. Our government thought it was a good idea to do away with the production of peat without thinking of the horticultural sector. Mm. They never thought about that. They never thought about we between seven only about
0: feeding ESB yes. generators and yes. stuff.
1: but we've tw- between 17 and 27,000 people work in horticulture. Our horticultural industry is very pristine, a great reputation, but one of the main components you need is good mass peat, right? Mm. So, when they cut off our supply of Irish mass peat, which was better than anywhere else, what do we have to do now? We have to to bring it, we need that product, so we are import it right. So, think of the carbon footprint of, of importing yeah. that. We should have made an allowance for the horticultural sector we peat. Because the plan is to stop people burning peat because yes. it's burning but, the stuff. But, but, but we need it for horticulture, we need it to grow food. What mm. are we going to do? Cause a famine, <laughs> like t- t- take the legs out from underneath the horticultural industry? Then, talk about peat briquettes. We dismantled uh peat briquette um, uh, 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 making uh, b- b- factory. What have we done with it? We sold it. It's gone away abroad, it's been reassembled, and it's in production what are we doing with briquettes we're importing them from Poland yeah. we're
0: importing them from Germany it is insane there's a, a, a similar conversation can be made about uh, beef <coughs> if we reduce the production of beef they'll in increase Ireland, it in South America they'll increase it in South America yes. and, and we'll and, import it then and we'll import it and and when we produce it in Ireland we produce it to a relatively low yes. carbon footprint so and to say the
1: Germans are opening up the coal mines now and what's our answer or oh, we'll ban people of using turf I mean again we really have politicians who don't think True yeah. all of what well, you thing. know it's
0: very easy to, to be passionate about a policy when it's not you that's affected downstream. Um and you know the closer it gets to home the, uh, you know, so uh, you'll have somebody who's a very passionate environmentalist until somebody wants to build high-density housing beside them in their city estate, and then they discover. A... So there's a lot of that in Irish politics, and in fact, over the years we've been guilty of kind of strokeism haven't we? And everybody kind of the local constituency and M- uh, TD thinking of nobody else but his constituents rather than the big country picture. But I
1: was fortunate going back over thirty years or more ago uh, in the Kinmair Kilgarvinary, I got to know and became very, very friendly with what I'd call real environmentalists. Mm. Right, These weren't people now banging a drum. These were people who, will say, were discussing hemp before more of us knew what hemp actually was. Yeah. Uh, they were talking about wind energy, when there wasn't actually a turbine, a large turbine or a wind farm didn't exist in the Republic of Ireland or in the north. And I had friends of mine who were talking about it and who were setting up the small turbines in the their own homes yeah. and generating power they were what I'd call real green people you know yeah. and and of course the real environmentalist of all is a farmer and he's the real green party person I, but I, he's not a member of the green party yeah, but he I, knows I, more I, about I, the environment I heard you saying than
0: that women. recently that you know nobody cares more about the environment than the, the people farmer, who own because it uh, because he, he owns, owns it, it. It's, it's, his it's, land. His. it's his livelihood and it's exactly. his future um, so but I, even when everybody is you know in agreement on some things because I don't know anybody who doesn't care about the environment you know you might people might get it wrong policy-wise, but we do all agree on that. Um, What do you think we could do, should do? Can can I give you an example? Wouldn't it make a lot more sense today
1: if we had politicians that would stand up inside the Dáil and say, right, forget about the turf now for a while, lads. we'll leave the turf alone, Mm. but does it make any sense this morning? How many people in Ireland today are going to a shop, are going to their houses, are all of the the millions of items that are (coughs) being used where there's plastic involved, where it doesn't need to be. For example, why do we have any such thing as anything other than our our milk being delivered in, uh, like they used to do long ago, in glass glass bottles, and And reuse it, and wash it, and have it going again. It'd be like a little industry in itself, keeping the bottles going around there. And wouldn't it make a lot more sense? There's no good reason in this world why in Ireland today we have one plastic container that it couldn't be something else. There is no good reason.
0: Sponsored by Expressway. With MyExpressway, free travel pass holders can reserve their seats online at expressway.ie or at our ticket machines in stations. Think you're not smart enough to own a smartphone? Well, think again and think Doro. Doro phones are designed specially with the older person in mind. They're easy to use with louder sound and larger text. Plus numerous state-of-the-art features that don't compromise on performance or quality. To learn more about the full range of high-tech Doro phones, visit doro.ie. Doro phones, make friends with innovation. From the point of view of farmers or of rural Ireland, and listen, I hear you have this row often enough, and I'm often in in great sympathy with you when they're talking about taxing cars off the road and you make the point that the the poor fella in rural Ireland or the poor girl in rural Ireland has very little choice in this. Um, But what do you think farmers specifically should do uh, for for, for, for climate. I mean. But you see,
1: they've already done it. The farmers, if you see the change in agriculture in Ireland, for, with regard to, for instance, pollution and, and uh, the containment of slurry, I mean, it's not that many years ago nobody had uh, what we call a slurry tank or a slatted house. Yeah. There were outwintering animals and um, they came along, improved their yards, improved everything, improved slurry, uh, storage capacity. The spread of slurry, it's injected into the ground now instead of being sprayed with a rain and all that Uh, look at the amount of forestry they've planted look at the amount of forestry they've stopped of being planted no because of inaction by the government again a department that can't seem to issue licenses be it to plant to clear fell or to thin or to make roads and I mean those licenses actually shouldn't exist and I'll tell you why if you plant a forestry it's the exact same as a person that spreads fertilizer to grow grass you're either going to eat it or you're going to cut it for silage or for hay Now, if you plant a forestry, it's a logical conclusion that it will grow, please God, it should be thinned and it should be clear-filled. You don't have to look for a license to cut hay or silage. You're after making that crop grow. You don't have to get a license to cut your wheat, right? So it makes perfect common sense that when you plant a forestry you shouldn't have to ask for permission to cut it down or to thin it. It should be
0: automatic. But there's the division bell going on. No, that's it?
1: okay. I'm sorry for that noise. And We can't stop that. We can't turn it down. That it, goes off everywhere.
0: It tells us there's a vote happening in the no, house.
1: No, that's, that's not a vote. Uh, you'd uh, If we were here for long enough, you'd get used to all the bells. There's a bell that calls the Shannon There's uh, a bell for a shannad vote, for a doll vote, for the start of the, shan- of the doll, for a sus, for a break. Uh, and it's all different bells but your head gets tuned into the bells
0: so I'm sorry to the listeners we can't stop that well you know but there might be a specific Michael Healy Ray bell at some yeah. stage where people <laughs> will hear that and they'll know um, you, you weren't caught up in golf gate or anything silly no. like that yeah. yourself no? no thankfully I don't play golf <laughs> I've
1: worked you see I have diggers and all that I do planter and all that yeah. But uh, so I've worked I'd say, in every golf course in Kerry but I never played golf in any yeah. one of them you
0: know? did you think the, the golf gate lads got a hard time from the <laughs> I, I, do you know, I suppose it was,
1: do you know, at the time, what was so hurtful, that time to me during the pandemic, one of the most frightening things that happened was when people died. And to see sons and daughters, do you know, maybe a large family, yeah. have to be outside in the car, uh, in the car park of the church listening to their mom or their dad or the grandchildren, listening to their parents or loved ones yeah. funeral mass going on, and they not being able to be inside there. And the feeling of being alone, to think of people being inside in the hospital and dying, without somebody being there to hold their hand, to talk to them, to try and make them laugh. And yeah. um, that was so sad. And that's bornt. Hundreds of families yes. had that. Yes, well, they did. And that's burnt into families' minds. Yeah. And I know all you need to say to somebody is, just picture your relative, whoever that person would be, dying. And you being in one place in point A, and they being in point B, and you not being able to be there. I suppose one of the most harrowing, rough yeah. things you could ever live with is that. Yeah. Because the feeling of being alone when something bad is happening... Is awful.
0: And if you hear that a politician was at a party while that was going
1: But yes, you see, you had it here in Ireland, you had it in England, uh, and like... Different extent, was much worse in England. Oh, it was, it was. And like, obviously, I'm not talking about anybody in either side of the, the border, but what I'm saying is that, would I understand why people would be so angry? Of course I would, because it did leave a bad taste in her mouth to think they do, couldn't be with somebody to yeah, say goodbye yeah, to yeah. them, and they
0: leave in this world. Um, I, I know that... Do you know, it's sometimes it's those emotional things that register more with yes. people than, you know, you yes. might have made a mistake on tax policy or
1: whatever oh, it no, is. for and, yeah. God's sake. Do, do you know, those things are only? you know, I don't want to make little of them, but they're... they're, they're they're in a different league, yeah. but but it's just that pain, that hurt that people went through, uh, and the idea of you you'd be forever burnt in your head, thinking, what did my parents think? What did my nan think? Showing that she it. was all alone, yeah. and there was no
0: no one else was you, there. We're very lucky in hindsight. My uh, my poor dad died in uh, December of 2019, just yes. before just before the pandemic hit and in hindsight I was very lucky. Oh yeah and God forgive us for saying it but if a person
1: had to die well it was better to die that time when all the family were able to be there but you could imagine if that was a few months later and if a person was inside the hospital and yes of course the hospital staff did everything they could and they were so kind but they were stretched we were in a pandemic situation we didn't know how do you know where this was going to finish up. Yeah. Like, for all we knew, there could have been new, stronger variants that was going to kill, do you know, far greater we, yeah, we didn't know, we didn't yeah. know. We didn't know. So uh, I suppose the precautions that were taken, they had to be taken and they were only taken in people's best interest
0: but it was a severe yeah. uh, dose for the people involved you, you, you said uh, and in fairness to you you gave credit to the government for their for their pandemic response oh, I did and you oh, said you're happy enough to so you you yeah. don't yeah, always for have to yeah. be fighting but yes. you're willing
1: oh, to oh no no oh not at all and like I, when I see government or any politician I don't care what uh, flag they're flying if I see them doing something I agree with or something that's good I mean I'd like to think that I treat people on their merits So have you agreed with the green party often then to be honest no because <laughs> the green party and I don't like pick out I mean I will say this about Eamon Ryan on a personal level the, the, a terrible the, the nice uh, gentleman, to a gentleman to talk to yes yeah. and uh, but then when he comes along and says well each parish should have tin cars and the whole parish should use those tin cars we should reintroduce wolves I mean, do you know (laughs) he comes out with these things then and you'd little Uh, have to pinch yourself and and, uh, that we'll all be fine for food because we'll plant our seeds I mean, do you know he discredits himself as a politician by coming out with these and and kind of loses the middle ground then you know, he does, he does But, but one amazing thing about it though Like, the Greens got their answer in the North when they lost their public representatives there, and I'm very glad that happened. I'd like to see the same thing happen here. But, But at the same time, you must remember the people that voted for Eamon Ryan's policies they're getting his policies now. Yeah. I believe they're very hurtful and harmful policies, but he's giving what he told people he would give them. And so there's an honesty there. It, there is, else, but isn't there, yeah. I don't agree with one bit of it, right? <laughs> I, I, I despise what they're doing in government because of the fact that it's wrong and fundamentally they have no common sense. They don't understand. They, they seem to be on this crusade that is hurting so many and people.
0: are they an urban elite?
1: I will. sure they are. Look, I, do you know, I leave this to the words of a woman, 89, clinic, a couple of weeks ago, message inside in a place I was to call to her house. Went to the home of an 89-year-old woman. She was expecting me. She had the door, left a jar, a small bit. When I went in, she was sitting by the fire, a red blanket on her lap. Four or five lumps of coal, coal, no timber, nothing else, in the fire. And she was literally in up on top of the fire trying to keep herself warm. And when I sat down, she looked at me, and this is what she said. So we'll leave it to her. What are those people in Dublin trying to do to me, she said. Hmm. All I have is my bit of coal, she said. I have nobody to bring me timber. I have nobody to bring me anything else, she said. And all I have is my bit of a pinching. And she said, look what I'm paying now for a bag of coal and I'm trying to make it lashed and lashed hmm. and I'm perished with the cold. Now, that woman's house, you, you don't mind this rubbish of the door she can avail of a grant. She's 89 years of age. The woman wouldn't have a £100 hmm. to her in savings, not a mind, a 1000 And, like, if you wanted a retrofitter home, you know what it would cost and yeah, what it would absolutely. entail. Yeah, right? yeah. So that woman isn't going to be able to do anything like that. So,
0: so you, you see a lot of... Being caused,
1: I do, and the Greens don't care about that. But now we're learning that Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael don't care either. That's why, and this is a very serious statement, mm. Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael have lost rural Ireland. The Greens never had it. But yeah. they, the other parties have lost it.
0: And who's taken it then? Because he, 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 you're a pragmatic guy. You'll do business with anybody. So, we, we you know, family tradition, practically, Michael. You represent mm. the people of Kerry. Let's imagine after the next election, you find yourself in a position that Jackie uh, found himself in at one yeah. stage. And, you're, and you're, your vote but, was absolutely correct. Uh, what would be your terms then? If you... But you see, I'll work the two this way. The first thing. And and I know you
1: might say, well, he'd have to say that. But I say it because I mean it. I don't ever... Uh, say, oh well after the next election because I'm not entitled to say that because it's the people of Kerry will decide whether they want me or not. You could be out in your area. Exactly. Because you could be given your P45 and uh, uh, I'll be going before the people of Kerry and I'll be saying, look, do you want me? Do you want to keep me? Or do you want to sack me? And they're the bosses.
0: And I respect that very very much. Well one of the things I might ask you before giving you your vote is, well let us know Michael, what what would be your terms to support a Sinn Féin government?
1: They know the answer to that. And they know that the answer will always be I will only do what's in the best interest of Kerry and obviously the rest of the country but predominantly to be a national politician you have to be elected locally and a pile of people forget that they they absolutely forget that so I will be saying look if I am elected, I will always do my best. I will always do everything I can for the people, yeah. and uh, and whether it's the whether it's the small farmers, the medium-sized farmers, the big farmers, the business people, the people involved in tourism, whether it's the young people who are trying to build a home, like for instance, would would I be above here in the dal and support a 10% tax on concrete products? No, I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, that hasn't
0: it, gone down well. No, has not
1: it? at all. No, that will be reversed, and I predict to you on your podcast that will be reversed. Because already they're trying to say, oh, well, we make it that it won't apply to first-time buyers, right? I mean, the right thing to do is say, lads, we got that wrong, scrap it, forget about it.
0: And if they did say that, would you say, fair enough, lads? I I,
1: I thank them very much. And I'd say, look, a person that never made a mistake, never made anything. But they should be big enough and smart enough to know. That'll have to go through in legislation. So I'd like to see... Will Fianna Fáil win Foyle and and will the Greens come along and will their backbenchers come along and vote in that legislation? Because if they do...
0: By God, I'll They're never even for forget it. for trouble again. And so, would you accept a ministry? Let's say a future t-shirt needed needed the vote and, you know, part of the deal. Would, would, but, would the, you would you take the, a cabinet seat? See, all I'll say to you about that is I was accused before of, of not,
1: uh, uh, we'll say, jumping to such an offer. I was never given an offer like that before. Yeah. All I can say about anything in life, I like challenges. I like uh, doing my best at all times. If I thought I could ever do anything to improve the lot of the people that I'm elected to represent, I would always like to do that, whatever that
0: entails. Michael, very good, very good. Um, so, listen, great to meet you here. Do you enjoy working in Dublin? Is, well, you see... you getting used to the I, dubs I, now. I, I, I know, <laughs> but I get on
1: very good with everybody because, I mean, I, there's terrible, terrible um, nice people in Dublin. I remember, for example... The day that um, Brendan Grace was buried, mm. I was at his funeral and uh, we were down here not far from where we are now today. And um, I went to the funeral with um, another lady, Lucy Kennedy. And you know, I met people on that day, what I'd call real Dublin people. Yeah, yeah. And I thought they were so nice and they were so kind and they had no. Uh, preconceived notions about anything it was a case of they met you and they made up their yeah. own mind what they thought about so again sure, you were ever
0: in Croke Park for a Dublin Kerry game it was always like that oh Kerry it was Adams, yeah so it was, it, it
1: was. and like we'd always get on good with people but uh, sometimes though in life uh, people judge a person without knowing them mm. and I always say you should never judge anybody unless you sit down with them look them in the eye talk to them then no you get to know what they're really like and uh, don't go by sound soundbites and don't go by what other people say about anybody yeah. and, oh, he's this or he's that. It's like, it's like the story about Eamon Ryan. Yeah. A pile of people in Ireland say awful things about Eamon Ryan. They're right. When they say awful thing things about his policies, but if if they actually went into a room and sat down and talked to him, they couldn't come out and say anything other than, well, actually, you no, know, he's a very nice man to talk to. Yeah, like, and that is the truth. And that is the But truth. his policies are horrendous. They're <laughs> stupid. They're wrong. But but like, as an individual, is he a nasty man? Is
0: he a bad man? No, he's absolutely, absolutely not. not. No. You know, one thing I meant to say to you: you were uh, uh, you're you're very modern in some senses. You 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 do the Instagram. I know you do Twitter and so. On Instagram as well, aren't you? Well, it? yeah, but no, I wouldn't be good at technology or anything like that because
1: I've helped in doing that. Like, l- l- let me word it through this way: I partake of these things,
0: <laughs> but if <laughs> you
1: said to me now, "Well, will you do this and put it up there and such a thing?" Like, I wouldn't be able to do that myself. I, I, don't know. I can, I can use my phone
0: to text and receive texts and things like that, but that's about the size of it. So when we, so sort of, when the youngsters see you as splashed on Instagram, you, you, you have a clever person who can just. Physically do that for you. Yes. You well,
1: like, it's, it's obviously me doing what I do well, in my day to day things, but but the technology itself, I wouldn't be great in that department, yeah. and
0: that's the truth. You and me both. You and yeah. me both. Well, hopefully, the recordings work. Um, and, and Michael, you're off to the uh, doll now because you've speaking yes. time, don't yes. you? Yes. Um, well, look, you're, a, you're an absolute gentleman to, uh, to meet me. We've been on opposite sides of radio pundit things the odd time, but we have a proper and, yes, chance.
1: But, to a, but again, a very important point. You and me have had it out on radio. Programs. Yeah. You've been on one side of an issue, I've been on the other. But like when I'd come off the radio, would I think to myself, oh God, Connor is an awful man, he's this, he's that? Absolutely not. Yeah. It would be a case of, oh, Connor had this opinion. I'll give you the ultimate, and then we'll finish, right? Yeah. I'll give you the ultimate one about that. On the abortion issue, for example, Mm. I I have no denying in the world I am pro-life, I was very strong in that, I was against the legislation as it was being brought in, and uh, I just didn't agree with it. Mm. But we'll say I would be very friendly with people who are completely on the other side of the camp, right? but my attitude was, was in my opinion i was right mm. and uh, and my views were very sacrosanct to me and like i always say if i was offered 100 million euros tomorrow yeah. d- to vote for abortion, my answer would be no i can't i won't it's i a moral won't change Genuine yes, moral yes. Stance, if okay. i thought i'd lose my seat because of my views, I, I'd say, fine, Grant, that's it, tough look. And I'd lose my seat, and I'd press the button to vote against it. And I will die that way. Mm. But but do I, will say, dislike or uh, hate the people that were on the other side? Absolutely not. Because they are sincere as well. It, yeah. but they are sincere in what they believe in. There is people who canvass with me who would have a different opinion on that issue. But my attitude is, look, that's you, this is me, and then we get on. Yeah. And isn't that great? great. That's why people aren't being blown up above in the north today,
0: because people are able to have different opinions, sit down inside in a room, they're able to talk and get on. Do you know, it's one of the things, only five million of us in our little country, it's one of the things we've actually been quite good at, Michael, is talking to each other in a civilised way. And that is important. Well, you're a civilised man, Michael, a great pleasure to talk to you. And listen, thank thank you very much. No problem. No problem, Conor, Anytime. So that's Michael Healy-Ray, a character and a gentleman. I hope you enjoyed the chat. Do remember that you can check out the full Driving Life archive of previous episodes at SeniorTimes.ie, long form chats with all sorts of people. So have a look there and in the meantime, drive safely, live happily and come back and see us again. Why have regular eye tests at Specsavers? Well, they can help reveal health issues like diabetes and high blood pressure. Book an appointment online today.